Hello. Hi, Merlin. How are you? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? Pretty good. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> how was your Thanksgiving? Ooh. Good. Good? <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. You know, you, you, uh, you, you know, the kids out of school, you got to do stuff. It was good. Yeah, was any, anything uh, memorable food-wise that you want to report? Anything you would like to discuss? I rediscovered gravy. Mm, um, the gravy. Gravy, not great for me. It's got a lot of flour and stuff in it, but boy, is it flavorful. You know what we, you know what we do now? I'm going to pivot. Uh, you, ever, you ever have spatchcock chicken? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. I don't, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> Uh, what's a henway? A uh, spatchcock chicken is a hell of a thing. A spatchcock is that where chicken. you rip rip the chicken open across its sternum? Well, it's where you have someone do that for you. You could do it yourself, but we have people for that. And we started obtaining. I told you before we like the air dried chicken. The air dried chicken is huge. Uh, that gets real crispy, makes less smoke. Um, Hold on, the air dried chicken is huge. Air is that chicken, what you said? Yeah. Well, it's a big improvement over just whatever chicken in a bag you buy. Uh, air-dried chicken, first of all, real great. But this is spatchcock. Spatchcock is where, I don't know how to describe it. You basically f- cut out all the insides, and what you're left with is like four, depending on how you cut it, six, eight beautiful pieces of actual chicken. It's kind of flat, and uh, it's the best. I'm terrible. Uh, I, I don't worry so much about man stuff or being a man, but I am, I am embarrassed that I am so bad at slicing up poultry. Like, I've watched videos about it. I've been taught by my sister-in-law, who knows how to do these things, and I still always mangle the chicken. With this, you just get your sharp knife, and you can just, like, slice up the breast into little strips. It's amazing. Mm. It's amazing. Spatchcock chicken. So we'll have that, and we'll have some gravy. Uh, but the, yeah, the Thanksgiving holiday was good. It's very early here, Dan. It's very early. Um, no, Thanksgiving was good. We did a little bit of visiting out of town. We did some hanging out. Watched a lot of King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your holiday like? Um, you know, uh, it was pretty good actually. We had um, my wife's uh, in-laws uh, at your house. Well, not no, that would be my family, wouldn't it? If it was my wife's in-laws, it was my wife's family, my in-laws, uh, right. your wife's in-laws. That's right. Uh, it's very they, early. It, it yes, uh, they they came and stayed in our house. At, you know, sleeping on on the beds in our house, that kind of thing. Hmm. And uh, and that, so that was nice, and then we all got to spend time together as a big one, big family. Uh, and we got barbecue one day, and we had a a turkey, which we don't. I don't like turkey. I don't like eating it. Uh, I feel like that's been a kind of emerging sentiment this year. Has been people outing themselves as people who are, are sick of going along with the trend that everybody just likes turkey. A lot of people are, are saying this year, you know, I don't, I don't actually like turkey. Mm. Well, th- the, uh, the only way to fix it for me is to get a, to do it, a, a whole smoked turkey, which you can get from, there's a few places in town that mm-hmm, do them. Mm-hmm. And that, then I can eat turkey. Then I can eat some turkey. So that was good. That's what we did. You like that smoky flavor. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like making some kinds of food that are fun and even easy to make at home. But there's lots of food that I think there are foods that we have to admit to ourselves we'd prefer somebody else make for us. You know, and I think that's that's a good thing to know, to know the kinds of things you actually enjoy making and eating versus the kinds of things where it's like it's just like a trial. Like you know, I turkey got, can be kind of a pain. 
I can tell you uh, now I don't like cooking anything mm. uh, at all. I used to enjoy it, but my love for cooking is has uh, gone away. I don't, I'm, I don't, of, I'm just tired of thinking about food. That's the when thing. I, before I, I had kids, a kid, uh, I don't, as far as I know, I just have the one. Uh, before I had a kid, uh, I think I thought a lot more about cooking at home. Mm-hmm. But now there's just so much like you've got to put food in the kid's face by a certain time. And it's just this ongoing, relentless rally. Yeah, it's so different when you're like when you're cooking for yourself or for a loved one and another another an adult spouse an of adult, some kind, yeah. and and you're like, oh, you know, we could do this, and we can, oh, let's make it special. And when it when it's with your kid, and they're just like starving, looking at you like, I need something. You're like, you know what? We're, we're having hot dogs in the microwave. I know, I know. It's a little bit like the way going to the bathroom was when she was three. <laughs> We're like, there's two conditions. I absolutely do not need to go to the bathroom and I'm dying. There's no, <laughs> there's no, middle there's ground. no middle ground, right? There's no like, Hmm, I wonder if I should listen, listen to my Peter and go to the bathroom now. No, no. <laughs> it's more like, mm-hmm, fine, fine, fine. And everything's an emergency. It's like that with food. We're like, you won't hear a word about food all you know afternoon. I'll try to like get her to have a snack when she comes home from school you know, before dinner is being prepared mm-hmm. and served. Mm-hmm. Not right. And suddenly it's <laughs> Not like, during dinner's preparation. That's the wrong time to eat a snack. Dan, you have no idea what I'm fighting here. You have <laughs> absolutely no idea what I'm fighting here. You, you the, the, it's either, it's either like, so, so I've been like sous eating, like say like a rib roast for six hours or whatever, not an active six hours. It's a passive six hours, right? but I'll be, you know, I, I am the, uh, how does one say? I would never want to say I do more than my wife because I, I don't. But like I do a lot of the taking care of what happens in the afternoon and evening because she has a big lady job. Like that's I have made my life the way it is so that I can be that particular man and parent. And sometimes I will try to make something nice and I'll do a sous vide thing or I'll like have prepared like and you know me I like everything to be piping hot. Yeah done at the same time. No no I'm a, that's that's I'm a pill about it. I was going to say there's nothing wrong with that commendable but some people but the problem with the kid thing is like let's say even before we went from pp urgency to food urgency there was still this whole like oh you know it's like when you sit down in a restaurant and you get crackers for the kid and they're always just eating a little bit mm-hmm. they're like little deer like just <laughs> nibbling on trees yes and you're like hang on i want all the food on the plate piping hot at the same time and then we eat like people instead of going out here like a bunch of hobos no, no, it doesn't work that way because it's the emergency situation. Like, when's dinner? Like uh, dinner. Mm. Whenever dinner. I, yeah, you know, I just want to, I just want to yeah. say that I commend you. I commend you. you on. It's it's a fee and Dan. I don't know why I even bother. I no, I I think it's great. I think you should insist. I think you should continue insisting that half the time. Uh, I'll be, we'll be sitting down to eat, and I said, "Where's, where's my my daughter?" Oh well, she ate already. Well, how, why did she eat? Well, how, she was why, hungry. Well, what, what, did you only wake me for the important meetings? Tell me what's going on here. Now, I'll tell you what I will suffer gladly is if you are legitimately starving, if you're legitimately bronchial, <laughs> I will give you. Did a you ramekin. just watch Goodfellas? Because that's two in a row now. No, two times, two times. <laughs> no. I uh, I will I will abide a ramekin of the starch if the starch is done early, and I'm I'm not like you. I like a starch. I I still like a starch with the meal. Often that's a noodle because my daughter likes the noodles. I'll say, you know what? You can have a small ramekin, a small ramekin of the starch before we eat. But you know what she'll do? She'll go, she'll go self-serve as I am, as I am searing the thing that I have been sous viding mm-hmm. for six hours. Yes. She goes up and just casually opens the door and treats herself to an orgain chocolate, pro, uh, chocolate uh, protein drink. 
I'm like, excuse me, madam. What, what, in what world do you live that you walk up to a refrigerator and treat yourself to a chocolatey treat as I'm literally uh, serving dinner? Right, you're plating the food. Oh my God. And, and, and I, here's the problem. You know I love my wife. We've been together for many years. We've been together for, for 19 years. And I, I, I love my wife. But she and my daughter are snackers. I am not a snacker. I eat twice a day. And I stuff my face twice mm. a day mm-hmm. in the most unhealthy way. And that's how I eat. And I want it piping hot. And uh, they're not. They snack. Like deer nibbling on the trees. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that at all. It's difficult, Dan. It's very difficult. But uh, anyway, I love my family. Uh, Thanksgiving was good. She was only sick at the very end. Kids seem to get sick at the end of holidays. Yeah. But we, we forced her to go to school today, so she's fine. I had my uh, I had my my birthday uh, day uh, hanging out with her at home yesterday. It was actually really nice. Oh yeah, was it your birthday? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, we I don't celebrate birthdays. Um, we uh, so we did that. We hung out yesterday, and she was a really cool kid. And uh, and it, a, a healing child is a nice child. A sick child is no fun, but a healing child getting better. Very 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 loving child. And I let her have her dribs and drabs of deer nibbling all day. Made her some noodles. Made her some chicken soup. <laughs> now, when I make now, what we do is we get the fancy chicken soup, you know, right out, from, right out of the a, can, right? You can, but my wife likes to get this. My wife gets this kind that's real nice from Whole Foods. It does not have noodles in it. One downside of having the noodles in the soup, as you may guess or imagine or know, is it gets all like starchy in the soup. So I heat the soup. That makes it thicker. Is that bad or good? Mm, I mean, if you're making a stew, like yeah. you want that. But if you have chicken soup, you don't want it to turn into some kind of like cornstarch gelatinous cube. Uh, and so I will heat the noodle portion separately from the soupy portion. And then I will co-mingle them and they'll be served piping hot together. Do I get any gratitude for that? None. Zero. They don't notice it. But if they you took know. it away, if they, when, when she goes off to college or something and comes childhood back. Loss, childhood loss aversion. You know what they say? They say, they say that's part of the Freakonomics is we're much more av- uh, adverse to loss than we are into seeking gain. We're more worried about, like, I don't know exactly the science on it, but I think children are like that. They're monsters. But it was a nice holiday, and now we're back. How, uh, here we are, you know? Yeah. It's very early. Uh, I, I need to start preparing better. I did some preparation, but I did not do a ton of preparation. I had, I had something I could bring up that was interesting. Oh, do it. Might Save be me. interesting. I have <clears throat> things. I have, I have, like, eight lines. I got eight lines in my buffer. <laughs> and a bitch ain't one. Um, Dan, what's on your mind these days? This hap- this happened this just this morning, and but things like this have happened before, and I find it to be <clears throat> I find it to be interesting. So um, I in in running Fireside, one of the things I have to do is uh, support tickets where someone will have a question, and not all the support tickets are there's a bug or I tried to do this and I couldn't make it work. Can you help me? That happens, of course, but. A lot of the tickets or a lot of the, you know, support contacts that we get are people who just, they have a question. Maybe they're thinking of switching. Maybe they, they have a question before they, they're in the process of switching. They don't know what to do. You know, that kind of thing. Just general yeah. questions. And then we also get questions from solicitors, people who want to partner, people who are, you know, it's all the normal stuff that you would imagine a business would get. Yeah. And, um, thankfully, um, Hattie, who's the producer, she also does a bunch of the support tickets. She helps out by doing that. And it's incredibly helpful to me. But I think there are a lot of people who are on Fireside or trying it 
because they know me from this show or from the podcast method show that I've done. In other words, they're signing up not just because it's Fireside and it's a good platform, but because it's the one that Dan made and they like Dan, which is great. I mean, that's that's wonderful and I appreciate that. But there was one guy who contacted us and he asked a series of questions and Hattie doing doing her job answered them in uh, in the support ticket that he sent in. And, and apparently, though, that was not enough for him, even though his questions were answered. Um, because this morning on Instagram, there were a series of direct messages, private messages waiting, waiting for me. Now, I'm mm-hmm. selling a watch, so uh, I, I just go in and, and respond to everyone. And some people had questions about the watch, and, and then there was this guy. Because that's kind of like your watch place. That's a watch place, sure. We're a place where you enjoy and talk about, you share watch That's things, what Instagram is for. for sale, so that makes sense that that's where somebody would contact yeah, I, you, kind of. Right, you know. because I, I, I put a picture up, and I said, this watch is for sale. You know, DM me for information about it. So there's a handful of people that did that. The watch is sold, by the way. And the, I saw this guy, and, uh, and he asked a question. He's saying, Dan, hi, Dan, dear Dan. <clears throat> he actually said, dear Dan. And I said, hi, you know, what's up? And he said, oh, I, um, I, 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 I am needing your information. I am needing to talk to you. I said, well, mm. you know, he said, I said, okay. And he said, well, he said, I sent in a, a, a request to you, but uh, someone named Hattie wrote me back. Mm-hmm. I said, yes. I said, that's, that's her doing her job. She's doing her job. She's writing, taking care of support, helping out with support. And uh, he said, but I, but I need you. I need access to you. I need to talk to you. Oh. And I said, I said, I said well, uh, I said, this is my personal Instagram. I, I don't do support or things like that here. And we, I said, we've got a, a, a channel for that. And it, it sounds like you're already in there. I said, but if you have more questions, you know, please, please ask. I said, but here, I said, on Instagram, I'm mainly talking about watches and barbecue. Uh, and I said, I said, we can talk about watches and barbecue if you'd like. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I said, but, but it, if I said, if you need help, would, I'd love to help you, but it just has to go through the, our support channel. And uh, he didn't like that. And he said, but I don't want to do that. I want, I, I said, why? And he said, because here I have direct access to you and I want to talk to you. Hmm. I said, well, that's nice, but this is, you know, this is the right, the right way to do it is to go in and, and files a ticket like you did and we can answer all your questions there. And he said, but you love the podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and because you love them, you should help is me. Is this roughly equating the actual, like, pace and content yeah. of the series of exchanges. Yeah. This is not like two texts. This no. is like an ongoing. This is you're having, on, over you're a having course a conversation of about the conversation yes. with someone in real time. Now, almost real time. We, we, his question was, he doesn't have, if I'm remembering this right, he doesn't have any money, mm-hmm. but he would like a fireside account because he thinks that in about a year he will have some money, okay. but he'd like to start podcasting right now. So could could he have an account for free? And if things go well in a year, he'll, he'll pay me back. Okay. They call that a proposition bet. Right. And, <clears throat> and, um, and so I don't do that. Uh, if you want to sign up to be a customer, you can just sign up and you can pay like, like all of the other customers, or maybe you could save up until you had the money or you, you know, there's other free solutions that you could use in the meantime. And then when you have the money, come, come be a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's and so I didn't remember who he was. But then when I went through the support tickets, I saw that he's basically just asking for a, a free account, and I should do it because I love podcasts. Um, so I I thought that, would, but this is something that's fascinating to me as a stepping out of the minutia and the details and thinking about the bigger picture is, you know, it, this is something I think when we look at social media. One of the things that I think a lot of people like about social media is it takes someone who is uh, a celebrity, a, 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 a person who is in some way uh, inaccessible otherwise, and now they're accessible. You can get access to them uh, instantaneously. And it's not even like writing a letter or even sending an email to somebody where you wonder, oh, where's that going to go? It's just, it's just going to go away. You feel like here you do kind of have them captive in a way. If I wanted to talk to Mark Mothersbaugh, I could like mm-hmm. DM him on Instagram and be like, dude, like freedom of choice, man, you know mm-hmm. it. You, 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 you spoke to me, dude. Like he doesn't want to hear that, I don't think, but there's nothing to, there's no barrier for me just direct messaging him that. And, and I know he'll, it'll get which to is, him. Which is, which is substantially different from an at, at response where you said that. I think so too. Yeah, I, I, think, it's I, absolutely I think so. substantially different. Anyway, that's that's the situation, and so. But you know, I mean, I'm trying to make a fine distinction here. Like the, the the person you're describing, who you know doesn't mean anything, I assume doesn't mean anything like treacherous or unkind, is even just by having that exchange with you, that bizarre, that inscrutable exchange yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, it is asking for a lot of stuff they may not be aware that they're asking. There's a the big ask, which is like they want the free account. That's a separate issue in some ways. But they're asking for like an ongoing, they're asking for you to pay attention to them. And they're asking for you to interact with them. And like I said, in, the, in a kind of frustrating way, they're unintentionally asking you to have a conversation about the conversation you're having right now. And I think, you know, you're expected to be kind and civil about that and be very gracious, which is fine. But that's kind of where you are, right? Is like, yeah. so the nature of your query here is like what makes people... Well, it's kind of like if it, it, it's it, it's kind of like having someone call you. If you're just if you're just complaining, that's that's fine. No, I'm not. There's you. something I just want to make sure we're addressing because I yeah, have a lot to say about. There's this. there's more to it. <laughs> the way that it yeah. kind of feels like is like if somebody called you and you didn't answer, and then like they're at your house, like when you pull up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it mm-hmm. and it's and like I've had that happen to me in real life. Like, well, you weren't, you know, you didn't answer your phone, so I came over. Well, like. Me not answering is not an invitation for you to use another means of of contact, and mm-hmm. um, and so there was there was another there was another guy, and this is unrelated, but it's similar because it it overlaps with the social network and business over social networks. Um, you know, again, like on Fireside, there's a contact page, there's an email address. It says if you have any questions, you're thinking about signing up, or you just have questions, click here. And uh, you can email us and we get the email. And again, like usually it's Hattie that's going to respond first. If it's a question that she can't answer or doesn't know the answer to, I'll, I'll get assigned the ticket and I'll answer it. And mm-hmm. like, we have this process for a reason. And, and, and the, the reason is this, this means I get to focus on working on, uh, on making the service better and she can focus on helping people who, who are having trouble and then, you know, taking what she's done and we put it into the fact and the fact gets better and fewer mm-hmm. emails and like, there's a whole, there's a whole thing. Um, but 
you know, there was a guy on Twitter who apparently he was tweeting to the Fireside.fm, uh, the Fireside.fm account on Twitter. And he was asking questions to that. And admittedly, like, I'm barely on Twitter at all anymore. Uh, I, I just don't really use it. I'll tweet about shows. I'll, I'll just tweet about other things. But I'm not using it in the way that, that we used to when it was fun and, and, and awesome. I don't even have an app installed on my phone anymore. I, I mainly go there. I'll look at it and then I'll, I'll go away from it. And, you know, I understand the importance of being on social media for a company and, and things like that. And I would suggest that maybe Fireside is suffering as a business because I'm not devoting hours a day interacting with people about it on Twitter and advocating for it on Twitter and telling everyone in, in tweet blasts and tweet storms and tweet threads how much better it is than other ones and responding to every single podcast issue and responding to every question. But the fact is, like, if you're a customer, we make it this is super direct and straightforward how you can get help. If you need help, we make it easy for people who are interested in the service to ask a question. This guy didn't email though. He was just tweeting the account, just tweeting mm-hmm. to the account. And then, uh, and then apparently he discovered that I was the, um, creator of fireside and, Oh, this is the same person. No, a different person. Uh, okay. but it, it connects in a second. And so he tweeted to me, uh, he says, it looks like you're, uh, it, it looks like you're the founder of this. I've been trying to contact you guys for a while now. And I mm-hmm. said, oh, you know, I'm like, okay, well, um, you know, the, there's a contact form and that's, that's the right way to do it. And he's like, well, but I'm asking my questions on Twitter. And I said, well, you know, in, in my opinion, Twitter is, a, is an awful place and I'm not really here very much, but we may, you know, here's how you can ask any question. We'd be happy to answer your question. But he said, well, forget it. This looks like a side project that you're not really serious about and it's probably going away. And, uh, and so, you know, otherwise you'd be on Twitter answering my questions. You'd be advocating for your service and evangel. I think the word he used was evangelizing it all over the place. And the fact that I'm not on Twitter evangelizing it means it's a side project that's probably going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and he just, he can't, he can't be expected to like, sign up for services is clearly that people aren't really behind and and so like this also, is that's like saying you're not going to order dominoes because it's not already in your kitchen well but like, all of this very, is it's very odd it's a very odd thing to say that you i mean i i do i think that guy his initial thing makes more sense it's not unusual at all to tweet at a company not at a all company. not at all i've 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 done that with companies where i, I have said, too. you know I tweeted into the blue about Plex mm-hmm. or about Ring Doorbell mm-hmm. or about all these various things. And in that case, the part of the complexity is there's the corporate brand and then there's the help part of it, whether that's right. Comcast or the post office or whatever. And, you know, look for help in the name. And frequently in the, the header for that Twitter account, they will say, if you're looking for help, you know, go here. But, you know, in, in all these cases, there's a similar thing, which is that, and maybe understandably, but I, I'm, I'm first, you know, well, well listen, listen to the, let me just read to you the bio of Fireside FM Twitter account. Podcast right. hosting and analytics by podcasters for podcasters. Twitter is for fun. Please use the in-app support button if you need help. That mm-hmm. is the bio for Fireside. Well, why, why should he have to read that? Right. Right? Well, no. I mean, I'm, I, I, you're, you're venting and I totally happen to agree with everything that you're saying. I'm just saying to advance this mm. as a field of study for us, let's think yes. about what that person expected. <clears throat> but first of all, you don't want that customer. No. You don't you don't want that person. Um I mean that's well we, that would that would come a little further down the line, but I'll make the big reveal. 
is like, it's important that you not have that person as a customer. And it's equally, maybe almost important since you are a one or two person or three, whatever size company yeah, small. is, that you mustn't, you mustn't take it personally or emotionally because that way lies madness. Um, because in the same way that you don't want, or you would choose not to have, you're a grown ass man. <laughs> not everybody's allowed to contact you all the time. Uh-huh. And they're also not allowed to change the way you feel. That I think is important. We, I, I think it's important to try in a mindful way not to carry that around with us because some people are dinglings. And that, that person sounds like a dingling. Maybe they're sad, but like he's got his reasons. He's, his, his reasons are, no, I shouldn't have to read that. I am, and then, you know. Yeah, he actually already, said that he could find no other way to contact us. Well, because that's, I have several bullets I've written down while you're talking. One of them is, and this is an old uh, chestnut for, for us, but like, it is very rare for a stranger to ask themselves if, if a stranger wants to <laughs> move in, passing through the rye, like um, if, if you it is rare to, in my experience, that's one stranger seeking to have contact with another stranger. It's rare for them to consider what is the most convenient way for this person to receive and respond to this message rather than what is my preferred and convenient way for me to contact them. Mm-hmm. And there's a, I don't think I coined this term, but there are people who like to turbo. They like to go straight from like, you know, the idea of like, they, like turbo I, I like straight, that term. Could I speak with your manager? Right. Right. They need to go straight to the top. Now, I have to be honest with either of these people. It would not surprise me at all. And I, I got to tell you, so often if I'm feeling, a, let's say I feel emotional about it. Somebody's been a real dick and I feel emotional about it for a second. And if somebody complaining about something that I don't have any control over, I'm not going to argue. You know, I don't argue on the internet, right? But you know what I will do? I'll click on their username. God love them. They have 14 followers and almost everything in their account is about some combination of sports and complaining about companies. Mm. In a case last week, I don't remember the user, I went and clicked on this Dingaling's profile and the bio on this was something like, you know, Frostback developer, this account mainly exists for me to complain to companies. Like, it's not even, that's not even their main account. Wow. That's the one that they use to bitch at strangers. And like that, I saw that and it, it didn't make me mad. It didn't make me sad. It didn't make me anything except that everybody's navigating through this complicated world in a way that makes sense to them. As John Roderick says, we're all making our own seven-sided lighthouse made of dreams. Everybody's coming up with some way to cope. And in that case, maybe that person feels disempowered. Maybe they feel sad, but they certainly are lazy. Let's be honest about that. They are lazy because they are not legitimately trying to solve anything. They're yelling into the most convenient closet that they can find and then getting mad that Barack Obama isn't responding to them. Right? Right. I mean, isn't that part of it? Like, what is the problem? What is this in service of? Is this in service of you getting what you need to make a buying decision about this product? Not really. If you really, if you were a grown-ass man, Mm -hmm. you would go to the website and read up on it, you would do your basic due diligence. So, like, my first bullet in response is, like, you know, and I, I, gave, I long ago gave up on trying to fix other people. I have chosen to focus on improving myself. Right. So, rather than me saying, here's what everybody else should do, I stopped, I took down, I think I took down my FAQs on how to contact me. I took down all that stuff. It, you're pushing a rock. You are, by its very nature, the worse that human being is, the lower the chances are they will do even the de minimis amount of research to find out what works for you because mm-hmm. they're bad people. And so now, like, like, how could I be better about this? And the way as I could be better about this is understanding what problem I am trying to solve. Like I used to say, right? Like, what problem are you solving? 
And, you know, and at what level are you trying to accomplish that? And obviously that person's not doing that. I don't want to be mean, but that's, that's just, that's a sad tomato. You can't help a sad tomato. Mm. So I, I would say, you know, in my case, like I try to catch myself not doing that because I don't want to do that. I do not want to contribute that bad energy to the universe. It's unnecessary. You like, and like, but we get so wound up in these platforms. We get so wound up in these exchanges. Who knows what kind of day that person had? And now they're loaded for bear and they're going to yell at Dan and then try to make you feel bad about yourself and your business, which is really a crummy thing to do. But that's when I, I try to catch myself. I'm not saying you, know, you do what you want to do, but I try to catch myself at that point and go like, well, now what, what problem am I trying to solve? Like I saw this person, to my mind has not really identified uh, framed and addressed a specific problem. They're just, there's a pure ball of emotion. Right. Like now, am I going to allow myself to be some, you know, what is it? Katamari Damacy? Like I, now I'm going to turn into the big bubblegum wad of hair and anger. Like, I don't want to do that. So like, that's when I try to catch myself. And like, sometimes, yeah, I'll allow myself. My rule of thumb is once a month, I'm allowed to be incredibly cutting to a stranger. <laughs> I'm really good at it, but I'm only allowed to do it once, once a month. And I try to do it kind of on the DL and then I never hear from that person again because I'm really good at that. Um, but I try not to do that. I'm trying not to do that because I can't change other people. And and so in some cases for me, that means, you know what? I bring up the shields. There's all kinds. I've taken down a bunch of contact forms, all this stuff. Half of our email this week on Back to Work, half of our email are dinglings wanting to talk about getting their person on the show. Yeah. As we said, we'll, we say this periodically, we don't really have guests on this show. Uh, we certainly don't have CEOs on to talk about some startup. That's... but. What am I going to do? You know, I told you, Dan, I, I, my, in some, I don't see my most nightmarish job, a job that I feel so much sadness and like bad aloha for are the people in the TSA line. Mm. And this is, this is somebody who has to stand there for however many hours, six to eight hours and say to people, ladies and gentlemen, once again, if you have any liquids over three ounces, you need to take off, you need to get rid of that. You need to not have any liquids. You've got to take off your shoes. Here's the rule of the month about whether a pad has to be in the bin or in your backpack because mm-hmm. that changes constantly, mm-hmm. right? It's the ultimate Sisyphean job because you know one out of 10, one out of five people is still not going to remember or hear what that person's talking about. Right. The rest of that person's career at that job is going to be dealing with people who either mostly probably unintentionally, uh, we're not following what the rule needed to be. So what's he going to do? Well, he could become real sour and yell at everybody, or he could just say, well, it's a living. Like, this is the thing that I do. Right. I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. But but here's the big thing. So one is like, the if you want to improve as a human being, not you, but the listener, like, ask yourself, like, what am I trying to solve here? And how can I really solve this? Is there any chance at all that this just isn't a thing I need to deal with? Can I just let this go? Right? Like, just imagine yourself. Just like, opening your fingers and saying, I'm letting this go. This is not a thing I need to do. And if you do need to do it, like address it as like a, as a somebody with respect and kindness toward whoever you want a solution from, because they're a person too. Right. But here's the raw truth. The raw truth is the kind of communication these people asking for does not scale up for anybody who is a grown ass adult. It does not scale up. So before you go to Dan on Instagram and demand on his watches and barbecue feed that you talk about the, the the business, ask yourself, how would that scale up? If this were me, and some people just love talking to strangers, I don't. In that case, Dan, imagine Dan has five of those a day now. Is that, because you, you're doing it, should other people do it? Mm. Is this the great way to get to Dan? Or, or whomever, it Doesn't not just Dan, but whomever. 
Like it doesn't scale up. It does not scale up to demand people step into a little shed with you and then talk for 15 minutes at a time. That is, you cannot conduct your life like that. And it's unreasonable to expect other people to. One reason we pay the big bucks to companies like Agile Bits and Omni Group is that they actually do lavish a huge amount of attention on support, like an improbable amount of extremely good support. That's why you pay 40, 80 bucks for an app. Because if you ever have a problem, they are so going to take care of you. But boy, that's a lot to expect out of every stranger, is that they stop what they're doing that second and talk to whatever is on your mind right now. You are a, If you do that, you are a menace. You are a psychopath. You are a maniac. And don't be surprised. Like, no wonder you're such a tad, sad tomato. Who would want to talk to you? You're a bad person. Stop doing that. That's my feeling on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you can't carry it around with you. I'm, I'm venting now because you're venting. No, I, I like that. Like you're, you're doing that. You do that. You do that. But it's just, my goodness, there's so much opportunity to intentionally or unintentionally disrupt somebody else's day. And what a horrible thing to do. Like, why would you do that to somebody? Why would you, why would you, why would you behave like that? I don't know. Like, it, like you got your reasons. I mean, they, everybody's got their reasons. That's the terrible thing in life is yeah. that every man has his reasons. Um, and that, I have found that to be very true. It's, it's certainly been borne out in elections and in life <laughs> mm-hmm. is that everybody thinks they're doing the right thing. And I don't know. I don't know. But like, you know, we can't change everybody, but we can, we can try to improve ourselves. And so we could ask ourselves, like, do I need to make a federal case out of this? Do I need to demand somebody's attention right now? Do you really need to speak to their manager? Is that really going to help? Just pay the extra for the guac and shut up and leave. <laughs> People did. <laughs> yeah. What could you, if you chose to... Mm do differently to guide people to other channels. It sounds like you don't want to be on Twitter all the time talking up your company, not least because that encourages people to talk to you about it. It says like, I'm a guy who likes to talk to people. Oh, and I don't mind talking to people, but right now I'm really hard at work on two really, really big features. And once they're done, I'm going to be able to take a break from building new features. And of course I'm always fixing bugs, but I'll be able to do more. I'm working on some cool things for that are, I'll I'll just call them podcast resources Mm -hmm. that, that will, will be really nice that will help people with fireside and people who don't give a crap about fireside, but want to know about podcasting. It'll be good for that. So in that, and then I imagine I'll take more of an active role in, um, in, in, in things like Twitter, but I don't really know. I mean, there's the big contact link on the website. And so if I was mm-hmm. the way, you know, and maybe the way I approach things is not the way other people approach them. I, I acknowledge that. But if I was interested in, in a website, if I was interested in, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pick on, um, I'll pick on fresh books. They're not sponsoring this week. If I was curious about fresh books, for example, <clears throat> I would go to freshbooks.com. And uh, at the top, there's a link that says contact us, just like there is on Fireside. And when you click there, there's phone numbers, which I don't offer, and there's a contact form uh, and an email address, info at freshbooks.com. Mm-hmm. If I had a question, I would just click that and I would type it and I would hit send and it would go away. And then hopefully if they're a good company, they'd get back to me. And if they're not a good company, then they wouldn't. Um. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, my first thing wouldn't be, I'm going to go on a social network, but this brings up a bigger thing for me. And that is, and, and this is also, I think something that has to do with my age and my generation, maybe 
Mm-hmm. I don't take social networks. I don't even know what you're going to say, and I already agree. Because <laughs> I found whatever you're about to say to be true, I can promise you. People I don't have such a different idea about so many things nowadays. It's shocking what people think is totally normal to do. I don't think of social networks as uh, as too serious. It's not too serious for me. Like I don't mm-hmm. think of Twitter as like a serious place to go to have s- real discussions with people. Twitter's for like fun and goofing around and uh, you talk to your friends and here, look, here's, here's a picture of an airplane that's painted to look like a shark. Isn't that cool? Look, everyone, just look, it's a shark plane. Uh, like that's mm-hmm. Twitter. And I don't, I don't take it seriously. And I find that other people, uh, let me say it a different way. People from my our generation, I think, take it less seriously than people of younger generations. Maybe I'm wrong. This is an anecdotal observation. But like for me, it's it's not a primary form of communication by any stretch of the imagination. And if Twitter went away today, I wouldn't be very affected by it. I can see it has its uses, but for me, those uses are entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because you can you can make a film. That's, that's a very important film that makes a statement about something or sheds light on something or teaches important lessons or, you know, uh, there's a lot of movies like that. However, there are also a lot of movies uh, that just, just are there to just make you laugh. I'll give you two comparisons. Mm-hmm. Schindler's List and Pineapple uh, Express. Hilarious. And Pineapple Express. Both of yeah. them are movies. Both of mm-hmm. them made money. Both of them had famous people in them. One yep. has a very different purpose than the other one. But for me, I don't find like, I'm not going to say, well, like, we're having important discussions on Twitter, but I, but I just don't think of it like that. I don't go there for it like that. And so, uh, but I realize again, uh, Merlin, that I'm probably in the minority here now. I think a lot of people do take it really seriously. And it, it may be, the fact may be that to, to, to be as successful as possible I have to, I will have to be on Twitter. I will have to be evangelizing on Twitter or at least having that account be interactive and responsing responsing. That's a new word. Responsing to people. Well, it needs to, it needs to have some kind of a persona to it almost. Mm-hmm. There's a, but there's like a, is that required? Par- is that how business is done today? Well, I, I want to paraphrase something that has I've heard credited to Roger Ebert and I couldn't put my finger to it now because I can't type while I'm doing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I've heard attributed to Roger Ebert has something to do with looking at what a film is about, but also how the film is about it. Mm. Right. So, I mean, this is, I, I've, I've in the rat King of my information about Roger Ebert, this feeds into this idea of like how he likes to evaluate every movie kind of on its own terms. Did it succeed at the thing that it was trying to do? But a phrase Syracuse and I've talked about a lot is like, what is this thing about and how is it about it? Mm. And in this instance, I think one way I feel like, and again, I'm another old man, I'm an even older man than you are, is that you can look at, when you look at a a platform that somebody's on, you can look at what the, so when you think of the content that somebody's posting somewhere, there is a content, there's the what it's about, but Mm -hmm. there's also the how is it about it. And I think one thing you say, whether you take Twitter seriously or not, that's pretty general. But like what I will say is, and this gets into the persona part, is that younger people do seem to have more of a persona that they create and stand behind. And sometimes yeah. that's just, I'm the guy that always replies lol. <laughs> so for some, for like myself, like for better or for worse, 
um, yeah, sure, I'm manicuring and trying to like not have typos, and but like, and I, I definitely have a kind of persona um, someplace. But I'm, but I'm the way what it's about and how I'm about it are pretty close to who I actually am. Like, I don't say that many untruthful things, for example, or say things like I'm not like putting up like a, a finger under my nose and acting like it's a mustache. That is me posting that. I feel like for some people, the irony is, so I guess what I'm trying to get at at length is that um, you may look at this as like, you don't take Twitter very seriously, but you're very serious about not taking it seriously. Now, I think the funny thing with some younger folks is that they don't want to admit how effing seriously they take it, but their persona is so glib, so like lol, like that, 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 you know what I'm saying? But what is, what is you, if you, if you post lol 800 times a day, and you're not a bot, you're taking it very seriously because that's where your time went. <laughs> right. Like as casual as you want to be and as, as many like, uh, you know, black lady uh, response gifs you want to post, like <laughs> however you decide to be like low-key anime icon 69, like you're taking it seriously in that you are spending a lot of time there. Your persona is spending a lot of time there. In that case, that persona is you. I think we, you and I may not take it very seriously, but we're very seriously serious about how unseriously we take it. And I do feel like, I don't know if I'm putting this well, but I do think that's a distinction. There's a kind of uh, chronic casualness to the way a lot of people younger than us conduct themselves because they've grown up with it. They're, as they say, digital natives. Mm-hmm. This has been part of their life since they were children. Right. And there's a kind of studied, uh, I don't give a fig, mm-hmm. to the way that they spend 18 hours a day on the internet or with video games or whatever. That's, that's one thing. And so it is difficult sometimes to communicate with somebody on a platform where you are taking it with different levels of seriousness or where you have different right. levels of commitment to what this is for and how you know what it's about and how it's about it and well and you I mean, know like that it, can lead to a lot of friction it, well you're absolutely right i totally agree with you and and i think you you've really kind of hit the nail on the head and my question is is my attitude about twitter the same as if somebody said to me oh i like email's not real like i don't take email seriously if you're serious you'll write me a letter or i don't take uh phone calls seriously mm-hmm. like if you're serious you know you'll meet me in person I mean, is that what I'm saying? Is, is it that I'm simply behind the times by not acknowledging that Twitter is now a replacement for other forms of valid communication or an extension of that? Uh, because I definitely have yeah. gotten help from the USPS when uh, I tweeted to them uh, about a package. But guess what I did first? I called them. I spent mm-hmm. an hour on hold. I got disconnected. I wrote them mm-hmm. emails on their contact form. A day or two went by with no reply. I tweeted them out of utter frustration and they provided a little bit of help over Twitter. Now that, you know, I I was surprised because here was one of the oldest companies of all replying on Twitter and actually trying to help, even though they were unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. But am, am, am I, you know, am I uh, having the same kind of response by saying to people on Twitter, I don't take this medium seriously for, for this kind of thing. Uh, and, and also, I would say, how, how idiotic is it to expect, I know we have more than 140 characters now, but how mm-hmm. idiotic is it to expect that anything real can be accomplished or resolved in 140 characters? I know we're beyond that now, but still, 
how mm-hmm. how much can you really accomplish on Twitter? What can really get done on Twitter? The answer, my answer has been, and maybe I'm wrong, not not so much. So so little, and it's like if I told you all you could do was flash an emoji at me, and like, well, all I it's the only way I communicate now is I just flash emojis at people. Like that's how I communicate. Like that's where all my friends well, are. You're talking about a lot emojis. of different people doing a lot of different things. Yes, I that's, am. That's a big generalization. Yes. My 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 question, my response to your question is a question, which is, well, if you were thinking about it differently, what would you need to change? Because you're implying that, like, oh, you know, you're, are, you're you're kind of asking, like, oh, am I an old man who's like not up with the times? Kind of, I feel like, like, what would you if you if you found that you did think about it differently, what would you need to change? Do you um, think there's anything you need to change, or is it just your own like self, uh, your understanding of yourself and how you process? Well, I I would say if 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 the collective response to my question is yes. Twitter is a real thing and it's a valid form of communication. And in order to be successful, to have a successful business, you need to be on Twitter and interact on Twitter and, and be responsive there. That's, that is just as important as having a website or having an email address or mm-hmm. having a fax machine in the old days. You know, you, you can't, you, in, in, in the nineties, eighties and nineties, you couldn't have a business unless you had a phone line and a fax machine like that, the, that now we can have a business. We got the two things we need. And, mm-hmm. you know, and today is, is having an interactive Twitter presence the same as having a phone line, a website, uh, a fax machine? I mean, like I'll be glib. I'll be the law guy for a minute. Yeah. Like, well, ask the same question about paper. I mean, with a piece of paper, you could write a really good fart joke or draw the Hulk or write a resignation letter or wipe your butt with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the paper doesn't change based on what it's being used for, if at all. So, I mean, maybe I'm being glib there, but like, it depends. It depends on, I mean, you, it's such a big thing. There's so many people using it for so many different purposes. Trying to figure out what it's for is madness. That's, it's, it's, I mean, I, I just all would all be like voices in my head, like trying to figure out like what it is for, how I, I don't think you need to change anything about what you do unless you think you need to change stuff that you're doing. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a problem. I think you're understandably frustrated with this. I totally get that. But like you, you can't change other people. You, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I, I don't think you're legitimately asking, will my business fail because I'm not on Twitter all the time? I'd be surprised if you're asking that because I think you know the answer to that. Well, it hasn't failed so far. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's... Like, but would I, I it mean, be better? Would there be greater... Because my, my response would be, well, I'll hire someone then to manage the social media What would lead you to believe it would be account. better if you did that? Why would you think it would be better if you did that? Do you, are you, you're just saying hypothetically, is, is that the reality that I'm missing? I don't, I don't know if you're really asking that. Maybe you are. I think, I think you're <laughs> understandably frustrated about this. Well, I'm curious. Because I understand the fact... Yeah. The fact is that I might... I might simply be because of my perspective or my attitude about it or mm-hmm. my thoughts about it. I might be missing out on an opportunity. And I like, don't think you believe that. I don't think you believe that. I do. All. No, I do because it. I, well, then hire someone to get on Twitter for you. Well, and that that would be that's what I was saying. <laughs> that would be my response. Would be I'll I'll hire someone to manage the social media accounts. I know someone that does that for a living yeah. and. Um, but you, do you have enough traffic of that kind that that would be worth any no, amount of money? No, 
I think you know the answer to this. The answer to this is like, do, do your job. And like, and you know, it's, here's another side of this that I, I will cop to is that I have to be really dead honest with you. Um, it can be very frustrating when you know, you need to like, in my case, uh, I'm not saying this with you. I'm not saying this with anybody in particular, but it is sometimes frustrating to deal with the producer or to deal with the assistant. Yeah. It can be real frustrating sure. because a lot of times that is mostly a source of white noise in someone's life. It's a very unempowered person who only has the ability to say no and no ability to actually negotiate things like scheduling something. I have, ha- I have plenty of experiences every year dealing with people who say, talk to my assistant. And well, you know what? I'm actually not going to talk to your assistant. You want this more than I do. Why don't you, why don't you grow a pair and like talk to me about the thing that you want to do? I'm not going to go on a fishing expedition to figure out whether Thursday is good for you and then have a change because that person is not empowered to actually negotiate that. With that said, the reason a company is a company is that if it's an optimized company, even if it's a two person company, if it's a one person company, it's optimized around the best allocation of appropriate resources for doing whatever that company does. Now, if you're good at your company and you're good at business, 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 you understand, one understands what it is you're trying to produce. You understand what success looks like. If things go well this month, it'll look like this. If things go poorly this year, it'll look like that. Mm -hmm. I will know what corrections to make. I will know how to allocate resources. I know this all sounds really obvious, but that's what a team is. Like you don't call, you don't call up HR and ask for a roll of toilet paper. That's not how it works. If you were in any company, my wife works for a very large university that's extremely compartmentalized into different areas. And like, you, because you know the culture of the company, you know how bananas it would be to just stand in the washroom and yell for somebody to bring you toilet paper, let alone ask them to bring you, uh, bring your lunch to you in the bathroom. Right. That's not how it works. But normal like, civilians out in the world have a very strange idea about how to get things accomplished. That doesn't change anything. Like what, what changes is like, you still need to be the adult in the room and understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish with your, I hate that word, but business, whatever it is that you're doing, that's your job or your avocation. You're the one who understands how to accomplish that. It's, it's just like, you need an infrastructure that will support what you need to do. You hire the right people for things, you know, um, this goes all the way back to those David Siegel books back in the, in the, whatever that was in the nineties. Like the problem of the boutique web design company is that you're constantly hiring for jobs. They're going to go away and you're going to have to find new jobs. And then do you need to get new people? And there's never the right balance on any given day, rarely the right balance of people and projects, right? You're always like, you're always (laughs) overstaffed, understaffed, whatever it is. But the truth is that's how a company works. You know that Mm -hmm. anybody who runs a business knows that. They understand all these funny examples that I'm giving involving bathrooms all utterly makes, they sound stupid to them. They, of course they understand that. Like there's a reason that you, we have a receptionist. A receptionist is a very valuable job. That person knows where a lot of bodies are buried. (laughs) You go to the receptionist because guess what? That person does not want to talk to you every time it suits you. And the UPS guy talks to the receptionist. So the, so the UPS guy does, or gal does not have to talk to the CEO. Like, that's not how it works. You have a structure in a company. You go to the right place. And any, I'm sorry to abuse this term, any adult knows that. You know that if you actually want to get something accomplished, you can't just assume that you are the the superior principal of Twitter who gets to go out and demand people come to your office right now. Like, right. That's just not how it works. So right. what I'm saying to you, Dan, is like, I think you, you're being a little, you're having a little fun here, but you know in your heart that you don't need to do that. And if you do need to do that, then do it very minimally. Get an intern and have somebody who can do that for you. I don't think you need to do that, not least because you are at a size, I imagine, 
where you still want to be picky about who's allowed to be your customer. This is a huge thing. I get in arguments with podcast co-hosts. Like I get in, I'm not arguments, but I have spirited conversations with people about the stuff in my life I refuse to let grow. There's so many things in my life I could grow that I don't want to have grow. Mm-hmm. They're where they need to be. They will be maintained. They will get better. But like there are so, I, I'm an old enough man that I'm very picky about who's allowed to screw up my deal for what seems like a good deal to me. Like at first, you know, like I used to say about Jonathan Colton. So I have so much respect for him because he's really picky about who's allowed to screw up his career for nickels. <laughs> you've got to be picky. You've got to be picky. You don't want to be a dick. But you've got to be picky about who's allowed to have your time, who's allowed to change your thing, who's allowed to manipulate your emotions because you let them. And until you have, I mean, what do you want to do? You want to turn into like some kind of like, you want to turn into like Gimlet? You want to turn into some like over 100 person organization where like you've kind of forgotten who you are? No. No. No, you no. don't want to do that. I don't think you could get a kid to go do stuff on, on social media. But then the question becomes, you'll know that's gone great in three months because what has changed? Do you think that will minimize the number of dinglings who are just asking you stupid questions that they could go look up somewhere else? Well, no, except now you're paying somebody to say, sorry, we couldn't help you. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, um, I think when we let too much of the world get in through our, uh, an open screen door, like you're in for a world of pain. You, you cannot let those people into your, into your mind. You might l- allow them into your business, but you mustn't let them into your mind. Because you'll just, you'll become a really sour, sad person if you like, let the dinglings run your life. I think you're good. Okay. I don't know. You seem good. I think it's all right. I mean, I. 53 minutes. My goodness. Yeah. You better tell me about something you like, buddy. I'll tell you about something you like. It is the molecule. Are you telling me about the molecule? I'll tell you about the molecule. Tell me about the molecule with the cake. The molecule is a complete reinvention of the air purifier. This is not just an improvement on existing and, and I must say outdated technology. This was developed by a scientist whose son had asthma and he was frustrated by the fact that HEPA air purifiers didn't help his son. I mean, that's the whole thing. They're, they're supposed to help, but they didn't. And as a result, he started saying, you know what? There's got to be a better way. So he, he, he spent 20 years developing a completely new and totally effective way of removing indoor air pollutants. And, uh, and this is... This is a very cool device. I have one of these, and I believe now you have one of these. Well, your producer, Hattie, was kind enough to listen to my pissing and pooing for months of begging yes. them to send me one of these, the jackals, and they did. They did. As ever, I am reluctant to stipulate stuff about science that I don't know, but I can tell you something about some crazy-ass timing with receiving this thing. All right. Because a funny thing happened. We are, we're in receipt of a molecule. We've had it for, I don't know, less than a month now. But you know what's crazy is it arrived right before the, I hate the name of this, the campfire, the smoke from the giant fire oh, oh yes. north of us. Yes. It arrived just a few days before the air quality in San Francisco got really bad. So let me just toss out a few quick things here. Um, there's an, something called the AQI, the Air Quality Index, where the, you could think of it as a number, but you can it's basically mostly dis- displayed with numbers. Like, is it green, blue, yellow, orange, red, or purple? There was a day, a mm, week or two ago, where San Francisco had the worst air quality in the world. We had, on a given day, worse than anywhere in Asia, worse than anywhere in India, we had the worst air quality. We were purple 
We had the worst air quality in the world mm, one day. That's horrible. It was real bad. Um, so you again, just don't, wait, I, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but no. you put the molecule on your front porch and within an hour, California was cleaned fixed. up all of Northern all of California. Of Is that what yeah. happened? I'm still getting thank you notes. <laughs> the um, school was canceled um, for a day. Wow. Uh, everybody was wearing N95 masks. I scoffed at first, but in the time, that, in the three minutes it took me to go from my house to my office to record Reconcilable Differences, my eyes were like audibly watering wow that sucks <laughs> like bad but here's what now what's interesting about that is we are we were in receipt of the molecule right before I, this is not i can't promise your results are going to be like mine but it was crazy interesting so at first i was like i guess this thing's i guess this thing's good i uh, along with this i bought something called a fubot you can find in show notes which, which is an air quality um, monitor that's pretty cool like an internet of things um air quality monitor so I was able to see how well the molecule was doing. Now, what's crazy was I brought this thing in in the middle of the battle, and it was it was doing real good at like bringing down O2 uh, uh, oxygen, like or sorry, CO, sorry CO2 levels, bringing down particulate matter. Um, and in the midst of this, this I, friends of mine were like moving for days, going to other places because the air quality was so bad. It was like unlivable. Um, but our house did mostly okay at our, you know, our thousand square foot house did, did pretty good. Mm -hmm. And the interesting part is finally when that air quality got better outside, then, then you could see the difference. Cause this thing had no problem gobbling up all kinds of stuff. And what's weird is you could really notice what was contributing, uh, to the air quality problems inside of our house. So like when you cook and run the oven, you can just, you can see the, like the PPM just go nuts because there's all this like particulate matter in the air. I don't know. I think this thing's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm I'm interesting. I'm interested to see like what happens a year from now. But like it has been a a good addition to our home. I can't prove this with science, but I'm pretty damn sure this thing saved us a lot of pain. That is awesome. Uh, during yeah, well, it was pretty wild. And again, I it's it's so hard to tell with stuff like what causes what. But based on using that Fubot to monitor the air quality, it seems pretty clear to me that running this thing, especially in boost mode, when it's really bad, yeah. it really can make a difference. I feel pretty confident saying that'll do that for a room. Um, but even through most of our house, I think it really made a difference. I, you know, and again, like all we can do is say what our own direct experience of it is. This thing has, you know, we, we have, we don't have any one with asthma in my house, but I have some allergies and, uh, and sometimes my daughter gets that too. And, and, and those seem to be mostly gone. And also, like I said, and this is anecdotal, but it seems like we've been less sick. And like the one time when my daughter got sick, no one else got it. So I, you know, is it coincidence? Is it, the, I like to think it's the molecule, but I'm glad I have it. Let me put it that way. Oh, there's a couple things I've, I've got to tell you. Um, yes. The, uh, the, about the molecule that, that it, it is introducing a breakthrough science that actually destroys the air pollutants at a molecular level. This is different from regular HEPA filtration. This is what they call PECO, PECO, uh, uh, which stands for, okay, here it is, photoelectrochemical oxidation nanotechnology. So this gets rid of allergens, mold, bacteria, viruses, airborne chemicals. It destroys them. Unlike a HEPA filter, which is supposed to just capture them, this destroys them including things that are a thousand times smaller than the HEPA filter can even trap. And, uh, and, and they did all these studies with allergy sufferers and it sh they've, they've actually, the studies prove that it helps. It proves that it helps people with asthma. One customer even says that she's able to breathe through her nose for the first time in 15 years 
So this is a, this is a real thing. It's the research is backed by the EPA and, uh, and, and so, you know, it's been tested by real people like us. So go check this out. Uh, you can go, it's spelled a little different instead of, uh, a C there's a K. So it's spelled M O L E K U L E molecule, M O L E K U L E go to molecule.com. And if you enter the code back to work, all one word, you'll get $75 off your first order. Uh, so this thing is great. It's made super high end. It looks beautiful. It's this kind of beautiful, uh, aluminum cylinder, uh, with a cool blue light that you can turn off if you want. Um, it looks like a foreshortened, like if you can imagine like, um, you know, that, you know, that bit in an airplane, I think it's an airplane. It's in one of the Abrams movies when, when the guy answers the phone, it's like a foreshortened phone, like a Orson Welles shot, but it's, he picks it up and the phone's actually really, really big. It looks like kind of like a big, uh, Amazon echo. It looks like yes. like a beautiful Apple-ish, app, very Apple-ish I, product with this pleasant blue light. I can see that. The movie you're thinking of is Top Secret from Top uh, Secret. 1984. That's the one. Oh, that, that should be our show art. I will, so I will make it so. Dan, if I, I'll tell you this. Speaking of companies, buddy, if I had an office somewhere, like some, uh, I, this is the kind of thing I would definitely put in my office. It has three different modes it can run on. It has like a sleep mode that's very quiet or a silent mode. Yeah. It has the auto mode and has the boost mode, uh, which is a lot louder, but it's doing a lot more. It's moving a lot of air. But man, just having this thing in an office running in like auto mode would be very pleasant. It would be a pleasant way to have a little bit of white noise, but also just much better air quality. People farting at the office. <sighs> Animals. No, no. All right. Like so so go go check it out. Molecule, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E, molecule.com. Enter the promo code back to work. And we have had a few people on Twitter tweet us with pictures of their new molecules. So if you get one, you know what? There's a social uh, network opportunity. Tweet us a photo of it and we will uh, we'll check it out. But be nice about it. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Just be nice. Just be nice. Molecule. Thanks, Molecule. Buck, buck. Now, was it, there were two gags in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at the, one the pictures. the Nazi answering the giant Yes, phone. that is the one. There's also the one where the guy has the magnifying glass up in front of his eye and he pulls it down and he's just got a giant eye. Oh, that's good. Yeah, now, but, wait, is this the one with Val Kilmer? Yeah. Oh my God. There's a thing Todd Vaziri did, friend of the show, Todd. I love Todd. There's an amazing shot. There's an ama- he's, he's talked about this, this incredible shot. It's like, it's, um... It's Val Kilmer, I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, it's an old movie. Val Kilmer sitting on a train looking out the window, and you see the train pulling out of the station. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, so you see, like, but then they pull, they pull back, and the station is actually the thing that's moving. It's on wheels and moving away, and Val Kilmer's train is sitting still. <laughs> it's such a brilliant effect. It's like, it's just gobsmacking. I love it. Yeah, that. there's your show art right there, buddy. Look at that guy. Yeah. I shall uh, make it so... Anyway, try to be nice to people on the internet. I'm not going to kill you. Um, what do we got here? How's the how's the iPad working out? Ah, uh, it's great. I've really really using it quite quite a lot. Um, I got a new case for it because I uh, I'm still waiting for Logitech to come out with one of their really good cases. And in, <laughs> right. in and I went and I looked at the Apple ones and they were they were really nice. I'm not I'm talking about not the keyboard one, but just the regular Folio one for for eighty bucks. And I thought, well, I'll do something I don't usually do. Usually with this kind of stuff, I'll say, you know what? I'll just get the Apple one. But I thought maybe I would give one of these other ones a chance because they're hmm. so much less. So hold on. Let me get the box. Grace, Grace. Here it is. It is the, gosh, how does, how does one even pronounce this? Z2. 
Zototop. Z Zototop. T O T O P. And and it it I I half of the reason I got this is because it's so freaking weird. First of all, the the logo for is it, is it in show notes? I'm gonna add it. Let me add it. Yeah, let's see this. Uh, let me put it in here. Um, I got it off Amazon. I think it was twenty three dollars, which mm. is very ah. much less than the the price of the. Hope to shout! My yeah. gosh. Okay, hold on. I'm putting it in here. Hang on. It is almost in. Now it's in show notes. Twenty three ninety nine. Get a few different colors. Uh, and it four hundred two. Is it in four hundred two? I don't see it. Oh no! It just said there's an error message. Oh right, because the thing in the URL. Oh my god. Oh, I know. I know. I get I, that. Yeah, we get the red text. I'm sorry. Something's gone wrong. All right, okay, I'm trying buddy. it again. It's okay. Did you, did you check your? Um, I gotta check. You want to make sure your gems are your gems up to date. Gems are not. your gems. Okay, update your gems. Well, I'll get it in the show notes momentarily, but I'm going to send you the URL just right there. Did you check your struts in your rails? The struts? struts. Yeah, I checked the struts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Suspension's all right? So anyway, I send it to you. So you can can see this now. Oh, wow. Yeah. 23 bucks for this? 23 bucks. That's bananas. It looks exactly the same as the Apple one. Yes, and it is is the Z-Top case for iPad Pro 11-inch 2018 strong magnetic Mm -hmm. ultra slim minimalist smart case with auto sleep slash wake trifold stand cover for iPad Pro 11-inch 2018 black. Black. Z-Top. Z-Top. And so, okay. Um, So anyway, that that is the thing. And God, um, that iPad's pretty. Isn't that iPad pretty? Yeah, it looks I good. I just love looking at I just love looking at it. It's so freaking pretty. It's really cool. And so this one, the reason I got this one is because just like the Apple one, it has um it, it leaves the sides exposed so you can charge your precious pencil. And uh and I thought, okay, I would get this. It's twenty three dollars, so I'll give it a shot. And it, I was actually really pleasantly surprised with it, but there is a major flaw and I might wind up sending it back. Uh oh. But it, it it attaches very securely uh, to the iPad. It opens and closes very nicely. And it's the one for people who aren't uh, imagining this. It's the typical iPad case, which has the three uh, panels that fold together so that you can prop it upright or prop it and set it up so that it's angled slightly facing up toward you, if that makes sense. Okay. And, uh, and so that's, that's nice. But the only problem is the end of the panel that is the one that's that essentially keep when you open it that keeps it in the position that you set it in that mm-hmm. magnet doesn't seem to stick as well and uh, it will wind up uh, flapping itself open sometimes which how is interesting not what i wonder you how want. they got something to market so quickly i i'm i, I wonder have, if they have no were a little idea. i wonder if they had some leaks some mm-hmm. some uh some uh, minchiquo min min quos <laughs> and like some leaks and then they kind of like speculated on where that stuff would be and got it just a tiny bit wrong well you wonder a little I, bit i i do wonder i had the same thought and but the packaging on this the logo is so amateur and so bad if you look at the bottom right corner of it uh and then the other thing about it is it says on the front of the box it says z toe top case comma elegant and royal oh boy and there's no space after the comma i gotta send you a picture of this there's no space after the comma okay so it 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 just makes it just the whole the feeling of the whole thing is but but i think even for the 23 dollars i'm going to have to I'm going to have to send it back because that principle. Yeah. That, well, that, that it just doesn't stay open the way I want to stay open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But does this mean I got to buy the Apple one? That's mm-hmm. expensive. I guess I do. Oh boy. You Case see that? Elegant and Royal. I understand Royal. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah. Ooh. 
Elegant Royal. Elegant and ooh, Royal. Oh, that lack of a space between the C? com and the E is really upsetting. See, maybe that's okay, and it says it's made in China. Maybe it's all right Did there. Did an AI make that logo? <laughs> that's a very upsetting logo. Oh, my God. Oh, it's no, this is, this is set very poorly. What's the space between inch and the open parenthesis? Oh, I'm, I'm close that window, yeah. Dan. That's bad. Yeah, shut it down. You should send it back on principle. Yeah, I might, I might have to. Yeah. I love mine. Um, I just put something in show notes uh, for folks to check out. You, if you're if you're a nerd with the Apple Pencil stuff, you probably already know about this. But um, I mean, okay, here's here's one thing people may may or may not know. Did you know that when you use handwriting, for example, in the Apple Notes app, Notes, when you it will not turn it into text, but it will. How does how does one describe it? It doesn't like transform it into type, but it does recognize it for search purposes. I don't know how many people know that. If you start jotting a note, I, I realized it the other day when I wrote a note, just wrote blah, blah, blah inside this note. And then I saw over in the left where the list of notes is that it detected my handwriting and turned it into the words to give it a title. Did you know that in notes? No, I did not know that. It's wild. So it does not transform it from handwriting into text, but it's somehow indexing based on handwriting recognition. And there are apps that do all kinds of neat stuff with that. I wanted to point to one that is an awful lot of fun. Just got a real nice update. Uh, and I put it in notes. If I can find it, I'm clicking. Mm-hmm. Check out, I think it's called Nebo. 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 Hello, Nebo. Come home with me, Nebo. I love you, Nebo. Nebo. I missed Nebo. you so while you were gone. I'm sorry, Nebo. Nebo, uh, did you skin script, your knee? My script, myscript.com is uh, slash Nebo, N-E-B-O. It's in notes. Uh, boy, this is a neat app. And Federico, I'll see if I can find Federico's article. Federico or John wrote a um, up, update on this update. It's really cool. Um, it's weird. This is not what handwriting recognition... This is not what handwriting recognition on a tablet will look like in 20 years, right. but it's pretty cool in 2018. So the mode when you're in one of these pages is you just start writing and you can see right above where you're writing, it's instantly turning it into like a preview of what the text is. Oh. When you're done writing that paragraph or the, that bullet list or whatever, you hit convert and it turns it into actual letters. It also has this bananas thing where you can add it, it has math ability to like do like if, you, if you're the kind of person who does that, you can do like, you know, math calculations and it'll do that. It's got a diagram functionality where you like draw a basic circle, you have a basic square, you want to make a flow chart and then you double click on it and it converts it and it snaps to whatever shape that really is. So it looks like a fairly realistic. Oh yeah. It's neat. It's neat. So I would just say if you've got um, a capable, and this works with the old iPad and the old old pencil as well, but if you're interested in seeing the kind of neat tricks you can do with a pencil of whatever kind on whatever kind of iPad Pro, try Nebo, myscript.com. It's a really neat app. And I'll find that Max Stories article if I can. Uh, Max Stories Nebo. Um, yeah, I love mine. It's just a little big. For like laying in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were saying that, but yeah, is it worth it? But if I'm you, glad I got it. If you could, if you could press a button and it would become the smaller one, would you do it? I think you wouldn't. I'm glad I got the one I got. I think. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you know that's how we are. After we've spent money on something, we spend the rest of our lives trying to defend the the choice that we made. Um, yeah, no, it's the thing is, it is the main way for me to evaluate it is as against the first iPad Pro, which was improbably large. 
and my wife still loves it, but it feels so silly to me. It's the iPad equivalent of the 17-inch Mac, MacBook Pro, where it's like, oh my gosh, this actually is very silly. If you go back and pick up an old 17-inch MacBook Pro, it seems very, very, very silly. And I know some people, some people not only like that giant size iPad, but would like an even bigger one. I mean, there are, there are people, people out there that would like an iPad the size of an iMac, probably. Yeah, sure. Um, understandably, I guess. But um, no, I, 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 I have to tell you, it's funny. It's been a while. I'm trying not to exaggerate here. It's been a while since I've used something for this many days and weeks, and I'm still shocked at how beautiful it is. Yeah, seriously. It really is such a beautiful piece of, of design. The pencil, I mean, the pencil on the side is still a little wonky. But watching my daughter jam the Apple Pencil 1 into an iPad Pro old one mm-hmm. to charge it just is, I'm sorry. I know you guys out there, I know my friends and bloggers, I know you guys love Apple and you don't think it's silly, but it's silly. It looks really stupid having a, no, I, have a pencil coming out the bottom of an iPad. I totally it's agree. It's so stupid. I mean, it's so I, stupid I, and so anxiety producing. You're like, ah, oh, this looks, this lollipop is so dumb. I really like, do agree. And it's the something, it's the one thing that I haven't like, People people say, oh, you can attach it, and I throw it in my bag, and it stays attached. It doesn't. It really it doesn't. It doesn't really. No. It, it really doesn't. doesn't. Uh, it's it's okay for, but like, if you're going to use it, holding it, I mean, I know people like Marco hold it a lot in landscape. I tend to hold it in portrait. If you're holding it in portrait mode, you don't want that pencil on there, mm-hmm, I don't think. No. It's weird. Well, it, especially if you have the 11, you can hold it, uh, and, and you can thumb type if it's in, uh, if it's in portrait mode. Kind of. Kind yeah. of. Um, yeah. maybe yours might be a little too big, but on mine, it, it's doable. Those little baby hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, just, I, I'm trying to think of another way to do it. Like what, what was another way to do it? What's another way that oh, they no, could have it's, done it's, it? it's, it's definitely way, way, way better. The actual, pr- the actual white pencil. So many people have talked about this. I don't want to beat it to death. It really is quite beautiful. The texture, it feels great to hold. Um, I mean, it's pretty much the same point as before. It's still the pencil that is registering the pressure, not the screen, which is a, such an interesting twist to me. Um, but no, it's, it's a, it is a huge leap forward. It's basically like a new 1.0. It's like starting over with the product. The old one just feels like such a caveman thing now. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And I, I love it. I, the only thing that bugs me about it is, and I know I, this is like, I've never said anything as far as I know. I've never complained. Mm-hmm. about the camera bulge on an oh, iPhone. Boy. I just, that was fine because really I keep my phones in a case and it's fine. But the iPad without its case, it's it's better without its case for sure. Mm-hmm. And you just, I just want to set it down and I just want it to be perfectly I'm so scared flat. I'm going to scratch it. Me too. Like, cause if you don't have a cover on it, which I usually do, you're either A, going to put it screen side down. Oh my God, please don't hurt my beautiful screen. Or B, you're going to put it like backside down, in which case your incredible camera might get broken or scratched. Right. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It is weird, and it I don't know what the right answer of it is because to me it would be the ideal device to just oh just set it right down flat on the uh, yeah. on the old desk. But you really pictures are pictures are pretty good. They're not they. I mean, it's fashionable to say, oh gosh, it's like only moms at museums that use iPads as cameras. But it is really nice to have around, and having it around, it's nice that it takes good photos. It needs a good camera on the front because that's how you're doing your face ID. And I, you know, I want to just double down, kill me. I want to reinforce of something that I've said over the last week or two, which is that I do. I feel like 
I don't have proof of this. I don't have benchmarks. I don't have a geek bench. I definitely feel like Face ID feel, feels way faster and more capable on the iPad. I don't know why. Maybe it's the different angles. I don't know what, but I, 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 this is much closer to quote unquote, not noticing it unlocking in my experience. Yeah, it is. It is very fast. Uh, I love it. I I'm frustrated though by it because the fact that I can hold it upside down, I can hold it at any angle that I want and Mm -hmm. it works infuriates me because I can't do that with my phone. (laughs) And so the fact Uh is, guess what? They can make it work Mm -hmm. because my iPad does it. So why does my phone do it? What's the difference? Is, is it really? And if anything, if anything, the phone, because it's smaller, the camera is actually going to be closer to proper alignment than it is on the iPad. Because if Mm -hmm. anything, the iPad, it's like way off to the side. And, and if you're holding your phone in front of your face, there's a much closer to the center of your face than the iPad camera is. And yet it still works. It worked perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's either technical reasons or business reasons. And like, they're both pretty sensible. I mean, the, the, the technical reason might be it's, there's just not enough room to do whatever improvement that thing had. I don't know. And business reason is Apple is circumspect about what they decide to put into a product. And they do sometimes stagger the release of things that we feel like they could put in right now. But it is funny that like we have. So you're saying it might it might be a, a conscious decision on their part. They actually oh, said absolutely. we're absolutely. not going to do this. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I guess sometimes there's a combination of that. Like you know, with the with Touch ID or not Touch ID with um, 3D Touch, like an iPad screen is not going to accommodate that. But then they ended up going, oh well, this is interesting. We can actually accomplish a lot with just using changing that to a long press. There's all kinds of ways where the business, well, how does one say, where like it feels like the uh, devices kind of communicate with each other over time about like what a good answer to something is. And I think they are pretty good at catching up on that stuff and making the improvements. I don't know why. But uh, but yeah, but I'll also say that the 10s uh, does feel faster than the 10. It's, you know, good for them. Um, did you want to tell me about one more thing you like? Squarespace. Squarespace. We would like to say thank you very much to Squarespace. You can do so much with it, like turn your cool idea into a new website. You can showcase your work. You can blog or publish content. You can sell products and services of all kinds and promote your physical or online business. You can announce an event. You, you get the idea. You can do pretty much anything you want with your Squarespace website. They have beautiful mm-hmm. templates created by world-class designers. They've got built-in e-commerce. You can sell anything online, physical, digital, you name it. You can totally tweak and customize the look and feel for all your settings, all your products with just a few clicks. It's all optimized for mobile, so it's going to look good on an iPad, on an iPhone, as well as, of course, on your computer screen as well. And now they also sell domains. There's over 200 domain name extensions that you can pick and choose from. They've got analytics that help you grow. They've got a built-in search engine SEO program, so all you have to do is like, uh, like put your content in and it helps you with the SEO uh, 24-7 award-winning customer support. It's all there. Everything you need to make your new business or your project stand out. And you can do that with Squarespace. They have a special URL, squarespace.com slash it's your show. It's your show. That'll give you a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code it's your show and you will save 10% off your first purchase of a website. Oh, wait a minute. You just came there for the domain name. Use the code again. It's your show. 10% off your first domain name too. You can get a website and a domain. You can get a, a ton of domains. All If that's all your first purchase, you get the 10% off. Promo code is it's your show. 
support us by going to squarespace.com slash it's your show. And we appreciate Squarespace and all they have done for us over the years. Thanks so much. Yes. To Thank you. Thank you for real to Squarespace. And uh, boy, I sure do like them. They do such good things for me. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I got some little quick odds and slots. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, uh, just several kind of general things. Uh, I've just started finally tagging all the things where people have written to us about how they're using the iPad for work. I swear to oh. God, I'm going to get to that. Um, I just have, we haven't gotten to it yet. General things people have said. Yes, thank you for the people who were kind enough to tweet or email to say that, yes, they did not know about the spacebar trick. And thank you for making me feel not crazy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you know about that now. Uh, I also just wanted to say generally thanks to um, uh, whatever. It's a little bit of a log roll. But thank you to everybody who's written little notes to say uh, congratulations on 400 episodes. I don't track that stuff. I don't care. But I do very much appreciate the kind words. You're here Numbers to do the work. You're, you're here to put in the I time. Just, it's so people just get so up their ass about this stuff. I'm glad you guys like it. I'm so glad. Um, I, I think... You can, it's very easy to go up one's own ass about arbitrary numbers, but I am extremely grateful for the people who uh, said hi and thanks. We've just gotten some real nice uh, emails from people about that. Thanks for the kind words to everybody. Um, we don't have time for too much more. Uh, convenient for whom? I like Bodyguard on TV. Finished that last night. Oh, you did? Did yes, you liked it? Good. I did. I think it's people are going to have really, really divisive feelings about mm-hmm. this show, but mm-hmm. I was all in. I really enjoyed it too. I like that guy. Oh, at Homecoming is what he I've been watching. Out as, he starts out as like kind of Rami Malek. I actually I don't want to spoil this, but it kind of has a Harry Potter thing going on toward the end that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Hold, on, nobody, hold on, give me, give do, me, hold on. Why does nobody ever believe Harry Potter? Oh, I got something right here. I got something right here. Is that a Christmas ornament? No, it's a little music box. I just got it. Oh, that's disturbing. Ooh. Oh, it's kind of, Dan, that's kind of chilling. Could you not, could you not do that anymore? Is there a clown turning it and smiling? I'll, you're calling me a clown when I hear to what? amuse you? Uh, get your shine box. <laughs> <laughs> not going to watch. Uh, did you, did you recommend homecoming mm-hmm. to me? I don't remember who recommended what to. Yeah, probably. I mean, but yeah. I wa- I'm watching it. I'm one episode from the end. I love it. Oh my Isn't God. I love it. What an imaginative show. Started as a podcast. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'm watching it anyway. Yeah. Don't even need a reason. <laughs> okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.